Hello and welcome to the Two Wild Horsemen podcast, where we trawl the depths of the streaming services searching for the most epic deaths. I'm Tom. And I'm Ollie. And on today's show, we go to the New Mexico desert and find out what mutants eat for breakfast. Alright, so we've just finished The Hills Have Eyes from 2006. Uh, that's some gruesome shit. Horseman, 30 seconds. Give us a plot summary. Mate, I'll do my best in 30 seconds. I've got to tell you, I don't know what I just saw, what we just experienced. It's full on, but it's a great, uh, great movie. All that aside, 30 second plot summary is uh, family on vacation, heading out in, uh, they're in New Mexico. They've made no bones about where it's at. Uh, they're heading cross country to California from an undisclosed location. Come across the... T- the classic trope of the gas station is the starting uh, part of this movie. Uh, you know, get some directions, fill up the car and the caravan, um, and they're basically appointed in the wrong direction by a very creepy individual who seems to have struck up a deal with some very strange locals. The rest of it is survival at all costs because you're going to pay dearly if you don't survive. All right, let's uh, let's start with the uh, the gas station attendant. Um the, the, the actor's name's Tom Tom Bauer. He's been in a bunch of stuff. You would have definitely a recognized him. Um, what is his deal with the mutants? What's going on there? Mate, he appears to... You know, we're watching this movie and we're thinking to ourselves aloud, like, exactly that question. Like, what are you doing there? How are you in close proximity to people that carry themselves in this? <laughs> These people are freaks. So we'll get into it. But anyway, he seems to have struck up a deal where to spare his own life or make a living or whatever it is, the local hill dwellers seem to bring him gifts of people, uh, from people, as in money, credit cards, jewelry, guys, fucking ear, you know, whatever. And he points them in, in points hapless travelers in the direction of these mutant cannibals. Uh, therefore, sparing his own bacon. However, he seems to have a bit of a breakdown when coming across our family uh, because he, he he's not happy about what he's done for this seemingly umpteenth time. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be illustrated pretty early when his pig goes missing and he goes trooping off through the forest um, or through the desert with his shotgun and then he comes back saying that he doesn't want to do it anymore <laughs> and that they've left a bag on his on his porch full of like jewellery and like you said, the guy's ear. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, so like you said, sends this family into the desert. The family is a, a dad who everyone recognizes. His name's Big Bob in the show. Um, but uh, who, what movie is he best known for? Well, if you don't know this line, it puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> it's a terrible uh, line read by me, but uh, Big Bob, it's Ted Levine. Uh, it's Buffalo Bill, that, that character from Silence of the Lambs. Jodie Foster's massive smash hit. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, all these other greats. Uh, mate, he's in Heat, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, he's Bloodbath McGrath in Wild Wild West with Will Smith. You know, he's a, he's an absolute veteran. Surprising leading role for him, though. I'll say that much. Yeah, so he's the he's the patriarch of this family. It's him, his wife on their silver jubilee with their big old caravan attached to their their truck. They've got their three kids who have varying ages the weirdly oldest, spaced age. Yeah, the oldest daughter seems to be sort of approaching maybe thirty. Married. Husband's on the thing and their child, their baby, so the grand granddaughter. Got the granddaughter. Then you got their middle child, second daughter, who could be anywhere between fifteen and twenty five. Not sure about what's going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Very fucking strange there, mate. I mean let's just hark on that for a second, is cause at the start of the movie you see these 
teenage, clearly teenage son, he doesn't seem to warp into weird fucking ages at all times. But the daughter, from particular shots, she goes from like 11 to 21 to like 14 to 36. And you're like, it's just like, for me and you, I guess, we're just like, what is that? Is that the same person? Like, what is going on? But then it's very established that obviously she's an adult actress and she's an adult daughter of theirs. Yep. And, uh, and then her younger brother, the youngest kid, um, the younger Billy, uh, Bobby. Billy? I think it's Bobby. Or I think it's Billy Bobby. Or I'm not something. sure, but he's some sort of gun-toting Republican of a child at fifteen. Knows his way around a handgun by the looks of things. Yeah, no mercy from his old man. Obviously, trained him up early, and then they literally make uh, America's you know politician or pol- political stuff about guns uh, a huge part of the movie by saying he's a Democrat. Therefore, he doesn't know how to fire a gun. And it's just like what a story. I think the line is he's a Democrat who doesn't believe in guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you're all crazy if you ask me. Yeah. Um, all right. So they go. They go into the into the desert with their caravan. They get pointed the wrong way, like you said, by the gas station attendant who doesn't have a name in the character. In fact, if you look him up on IMDb, his character's name is Gas Gas Station Attendant. Why so, would he have a name? All he does is send people to get yeah, fucking that's eaten. Fair. That's fair. Um, in the desert, they drive over some spikes, which you see. Like, there's, there's no secret about why their their uh, truck and caravan goes off the road. They total the whole thing, and they're stuck in the middle of nowhere. What is uh, what's going on? I reckon at that point in that family's uh, existence. Oh, mate, I think at this, you know, initially they think that we've had a horrific accident, uh, extremely unlucky um, for someone who. So, so you got to remember, Ted Ted Levine's character was a police officer, a detective. He hasn't picked up on the fact that... He never picks up on the fact that all four of the four-wheel drive tyres are punctured at the same time by something. Anyway, they yeah, also yeah. don't establish I mean, at all what the fuck punctured our tyres because the guy drags the spike, the mutant that put the spike strip there takes it away. I want to look back... I want to go back 10 metres and go, what the fuck? You know, like we're driving this car. We've been driving for a long time and suddenly everything explodes. Uh, it starts off, mate. Correct me if I'm wrong. This movie is pretty slow to get going. So how it's set up folks out there like trust me prepare yourself because this movie will attack a lot of your instincts very it's very smartly done by Wes Craven I give the the great man of horror a lot of credit for this movie yeah exactly produced by Wes Craven and remake of his original remake of his original you know he's he's pulled out a few stops here you're gonna have a bit of mind-blowing stuff at the start and it's a long build-up with a lot of jump scares all right and I don't want to give away because they're well done you're not going to pick them from us talking about them and I'm not going to give them to you anyway but when this happens to the family they slow burn it for a little while and you start to get real edgy about what the fuck, where are these mutants that love to eat people's skin, like what's happening, and then it's just fucking on. But what the big thing is, because they slow burn it, they don't just overrun them with mutants or whatever. Big Bob, he says to the other adult male, you're going in one direction, I'm going in the other to find help. The only way we can do that without, if they try their phones and all that shit, no signal, they're in the middle of bloody New Mexico. Uh, and that kind of takes the two main defendants. I know that's probably a bit of a dodgy comment to make, but you know the two adult males are gone in separate directions. So they didn't go together, and then it's just that the other rest of the family just sort of kicks back for a while, but uh, very quickly changes for them. The it, tide's dead. It does, and I think that their first mistake, uh, apart from listening to the gas station attendant, was <laughs> taking, like you said, the two adult males and going in separate directions. Everyone knows you don't split up. You never split up. You just don't, especially not in the desert. I mean, just from a from a safety, health and safety point of view, you stay together and you stay with your vehicle. That's what they mate, always course, tell mate, you. Jesus Christ, anyone who listens to this, if you live in Western Australia or anywhere in Australia, if you're ever driving towards the north of our huge country, never leave your vehicle is the number one rule because one, they can't find you without your vehicle. 
till you die of thirst. And they're in, the, they're in a very hot place. There's no water. It's, yeah, very silly move. And if the mutants come for you, you can at least hide in your car for a bit. Absolutely. You can fend them off with windscreens. All right. So one of, they got, also have two dogs with them. Um, their dogs are named Beauty and Beast. Pretty creative. Don't Hilarious. mind that. Um, and they obviously, they run off into the desert and, and the younger... Bobby or Billy, whatever his name is, Billy Bobby, Bob. young Billy Jr. Um, he goes off looking for one of the dogs, Beauty, and finds her gutted <laughs> from neck to anus, and yeah. it's pretty. It's uh, pretty confronting. It's pretty confronting. Neck to uh, anus is a good way of putting it. She is disemboweled. Uh, El 100 percento. Um, <laughs> he his reaction surprised us both. Uh, look, we literally just watched this movie and we we're both sort of sitting there like, "Holy shit!" Is that how you react? Because he gets very upset and angry at the death. I would be thinking to myself, "What the f- what or who the fuck did that to a ger- this is a German Shepherd, a fully grown German Shepherd?" As we see later in the movie, they can do a lot of damage to a human person or mutant. Um, and he sort of has this little hissy weird fit about it and then goes back and doesn't... Well, correction. We don't want to do the whole plot for everyone. Yep. That's not what we're doing. We will get to the dance. Do not worry, people. But he basically uh, runs off because he does realise it's pretty fucked up and then uh, falls off and hits his head. So he does get delayed in getting back to the caravan, but then doesn't say anything about like... They're all like, oh shit, beauty or... It's a beauty? Yeah. Yeah, beauty, beauty will come back when she's hungry. At that point, alarming people or not, you're fucking stuck there that you've seen that. You're telling your mum... Yeah. Beauty's been just about. Yeah. Yeah, insides are being consumed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, exactly. You're not pretending that you didn't say anything. It, yeah, that's that's fucked. All right, so at this point, the uh, the big big Bob, the dad, Ted Levine's character, he's uh, got back to the... So he makes it back to the gas station, the petrol station, and comes back across a uh, gas station attendant. This is where the movie starts to get going a bit, I reckon. This is the point where... And we're going to get into deaths right now because there is some... Oh, excellent, the deserts are now. excellent deaths. Uh, we just want to give you a bit of a build-up. So, desert, uh, caravan, crash to a rock, people stuck, mutants coming for them. We've been chained to mutants. Don't yeah. worry. You see you, some you, breaks. Yeah. We'll get to what the mutants are. Um, so, he gets back to the petrol station. He finds the the <laughs> ear. <laughs> and he's a cop. Pulls out his big uh, Magnum, 44 Magnum. Don't know much about guns. I feel like that's probably what it was. Um, and then... Uh, Starts looking for the gas station attendant because he's obviously he's starting to twig that something's not quite right here. Finds him in the outhouse in the the shitter with the shotgun, the a shotgun, and the guy's saying, "I don't know what he's saying, something like, oh, I don't, I can't do this anymore, or forgive me, like, something. It's, I don't it's a price to pay for children because <laughs> yeah. he sent a fucking family with kids to be eaten. I mean, he's fucked. Yeah. And uh, then he turns the shotgun around and explodes his own head, and oh, it mate. is. Not a single punch was pulled. Not like there were everything was behind that. That was spectacular. We were waiting just for that moment, and poof, it did not disappoint. Bang! This uh, did not disappoint. Is exactly right. You you see a guy in the outhouse in the shitter, shotgun to the chin, and you know the cop is like, "What is happening?" And mate, you just go, "Are they going to show this?" And before you get to think about that for too long, you see someone lacerate their own face off, head splits up. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> I mean. I mean, you know, you've got to... We're not fucking around here. This is legitimate stuff. I mean, they're not pulling any punches with a lot of the deaths. So that was a great one. Big horse. I mean, I've got to ask you. We both saw that together. I think we're both like, wow, we've now been set up. Aside from that death, and it could be your favorite. You might come back at the end of this episode and go, that's my number one. What other deaths struck you? Because there was a couple of blinders. 
Yeah, there was. So there was a couple of uh, just straight up and down shotgun, uh, just gun deaths, and they were they were pretty, they were fine. They were well done. One one could have been a lot better. I think they uh, they they pulled punches on that, but we'll, you have to watch the movie to work out which one that was. Um, I think the shotgun one is my is my favorite because it really it's it does a couple of things. It kicks the movie into into overdrive. His his head literally is gone from his <laughs> yeah, body, so he's just a neck, um, and. It's kind of a bit unexpected, actually. Like you, you know that he's a freak, but you don't expect him to just incinerate his own head. Uh, I think that or the pick, any of the pickaxe to the head scenes, are fairly towards the end of the movie. I do love a good blunt or sharp or blunt object to the head oh. as a weapon, and I think they were pretty good. Um, yeah, but I think I'm gonna have to go with the shotgun for for everything that we just we just said. Oh mate, the shotgun scene was was uh, phenomenal. There's nothing, there's no doubt about it, and uh, it really kicks the movie into overdrive. What I think rivals that though, and this is just because it's so callous and depraved, is that you got to remember these mutant freaks. I mean, we're we're coming across these characters. If you've seen our um, Bone Tomahawk episode, there's some bloody cannibalistic freaks living in that fucking desert as well. These guys are modern day versions of such, and uh, they don't fuck around. One of the ones they do is Ted Levine's character is strapped to a, t- a tree. And to distract the family from the caravan is set on fire, and they do not pull a single punch with him burning, slow, quite slowly burning to death because he's sort of like burning his waist with the tree, and he's just like, oh, like he's just like, his head's like face is slowly peeling off. They keep going back to it. It's brutal. It's extended. Doesn't pull any punches. That rivals it. The other one uh, that I really found stand out for me was, um, so what happens is the baby gets kidnapped. The dad's. The blood, mate, it, it, this movie's fucking hectic. I, what I want to say is, there's a lot of uh, a lot of criminal activity. It, it, being it's R eighteen for a reason. R eighteen um, for a reason. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure when it came out, they had problems getting it getting it released in Australia. They had to sort of, uh, you know, I mean, these things always come out because people want to see this shit. But um, you know, we're all freaking out about what's going to happen to the baby the whole movie. I don't know if we could handle it if it went to that level. Uh, but no spoilers though. Um, but. Uh, the dad of the baby, so the baby gets kidnapped. He goes after Doug. Doug goes after Bub with the surviving German Shepherd, and uh, he pulls beast. out a pretty beast. He pulls out a pretty good death scene in uh, taking on like the simpleton mutant, I guess. So he's obviously doing a lot of that dirty work. He's like super strength mutant, and uh, you know he's like, no, like he's that guy from. Um, oh, that, uh, I was mentioning to Tom before a movie called House of a Th- Thousand Corpses. There's a simpleton gigantor in that movie as well. Anyway, but his job is to take people out when told to. Yeah, uh, Doug gets the better of him. Uh, he sticks a big old uh, spike through his neck, so he cops that one right in the jugular, right through him. And then, as he goes to the ground, he takes an axe to the back of the skull, and that is a fucking good death. Yeah, no, it's an American flag he jams through his throat. Oh yeah, it? that's right. He he stabs him in the foot with a pick, or with a screwdriver. Screwdrives him to the wooden floor of the building they're in. American flag gets taken out of burnt old guy's head, like, and plunged it through his neck. And then as he goes down, he's like, oh, oh, you know, bleed. He just puts a, a fucking axe right through his skull. And I'm like, that is grouse. Yeah. No, that, that, that as a comp- uh, compilation kill is right up there as one of the, one of the greats kill. we've come across in all of our, all the movies we've done so far. That, that right up there, the, the, the pin to the floor, the flag through the throats of the thing. God, the mutant's probably going to die anyway. And bear in mind at this point, he's already stabbed the handle of a baseball bat through the entirety of the torso of the mutant but who somehow keeps going takes a bit of punishment yeah. we're going to get into the mutants because there's a lot of questions about a lot of science um 
And then yeah, one <laughs> well, we don't pertain to be scientists. No, no, no. Well, we uh, we don't know much, but we're pretty sure that radiation does not behave like this. No. Anyway, um, uh, and there's a varying levels of mutant, which also doesn't make sense. Anyway, yeah, that's a great com- uh, combination compilation kill. And there was one excellent uh, animal on uh, mutant kill uh, when Beast. Um, attacks one of the mutant's throats and you don't really see it but we imagine well we saw one where it rips the throat out of one of the mutants yeah and then, he gets hold of uh, the guy that's sort of sneaking around with the binoculars he's up on the hill watching the carnage I don't know what his goal is I think he's on a two way and then uh, he kind of hears something behind him he's like oh you know, looks around can't see anything turns around turns back around there's Beast and he just rips out his bloody larynx yeah. like there's no tomorrow and uh, that's a kill for Beast yeah good stuff Beast gets two kills actually um, one we don't get to see but you no. hear it you're quite disappointed with that one, though. Oh, mate, I thought, here we go. So there's this brain weirdo freak that's sort of like stuck in a chair and uh, you sort of think, this guy's real callous and depraved. He has all these other mutants doing stuff for him. He's obviously the big daddy of some kind because they've allowed him to live and he can't do anything. You look, at this this movie hits a bit of a nerve out there because it's they're, you know, they're playing with the life of a baby to so like kill the baby. Uh, and then Buddy Beast, Beast comes in and uh, this guy's sort of, he's got this really big head. It's just disgusting, like uh, pale freak that's sort of like stuck in the chair. And then uh, he kind of, you get to look at the scene and look at his face. We realize that that German Shepherd is going to bite my face off. But did they pull a punch there? Yes, they did. They beam out of the house and you can hear some uh, pretty horrific sounds briefly. Wish I'd seen that one, but uh, maybe that makes me callous and deprived. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe we're just becoming desensitized by doing this <laughs> podcast. I don't know, mate. This is a pretty sick shit. Um, all right, so big question for you. you. You mentioned this while we're watching it, and I want, I want, to, want to dive into it a little bit. When the, when the baby, Catherine, the name of the baby, gets taken, you were very disappointed with the reaction of her father, Doug. Um, talk me through what you would do uh, now that you're a a father of a nearly one-year-old, what would you do if uh, if your child was taken by mutants? Yeah, mate. I mean, I was I was a bit disappointed because, so the viewer understands, so the caravan gets attacked by the mutants pretty much en masse. Well, a couple of them, two of them attack it and they've got the other guy overseeing what's happening. Um, they've come in there. They've taken the firearm off the dead patriarch who's a cop. So they've got the gun. The baby is in her little, well, I should know what it's called, bassinet um, on the side. There's a bit of uh, pretty crazy sex crimes going on with the one of the girls. And then the mum of the baby walks in. She confronts the guy who's sort of leaning over the baby, who's just eaten a fucking budgerigar, by the way. He's obviously a bit of a hungry <laughs> bastard. But um, she basically kind of lets him get close to her to probably try and kill him and also to keep the baby safe. But he's pointing a gun at the baby the whole time. Full on scene. Anyway, he blows her head off and they flee. And they take the baby and run away. Their younger brother wants to go straight after him with the gun he has. But Doug, the dad, he, to me, this is fucked up. You're putting me in a bit of a spot here. Your wife is dead, but your baby's still alive because you heard it been crying as it's been carried away. There's been no physical harm to the baby this time. They wait a long... My reaction was, you've got to go straight away because I don't think anything in the world could keep me in that caravan when your baby's with these mutants out there. So I was a bit disappointed. However, reflecting on it, if you could show the self-control that Doug has slash maybe he's a bit of a coward to start with because he certainly doesn't turn out to be one he does plan and look it works out we don't want to put do any spoilers as such to the overall plot twist of this movie but um the young boy's like we're gonna fucking go now he's like no we're gonna wait you won't last three feet we've got to make a plan we're gonna do this gotta do that and uh he does get out there but he waits for the next day 
I don't think I had that in me, Matt. I think I would have gone straight after him, just blazing away. Yeah, and it, as uh, as it t- turns out, without spoiling what actually happens, Doug becomes the unlikely hero of the movie, or Beast, one of the two, if not sure yet. Um, right, let's get into nuclear radiation. So, <laughs> so basically, the premise of the movie is that between two specified dates, I think it's 1943 and 1968, the US military performed 331 nuclear tests in the New Mexico desert atmospheric nu- nuclear tests or some, something like that, whatever the words are on the screen, right? And there was a mine that was there and a mining town and the miners refused to leave. The nuclear tests were done anyway and the radiation caused some sort of genetic mutation to all these people. That's fine, but... That was assuming uh, we're assuming as well that these people then had children. Who yeah, I think we have to assume that because that was f- so. The movie was made in two thousand six, so we're talking thirty eight years after the last <laughs> <laughs> the last nuclear test. So the people that were born at that time developed mutations. I don't think that's how it works. I'm not sure hey, that's mate, how. If it we're works. going off Total Recall, that's how it works. You get exposed oh, to the atmosphere yeah, on Mars. I mean, I total recall. Like your face up. Total no, recall is basically a degree in yeah, nuclear science. Yeah, mate. It's, it's if you want to get a quick degree. But no, no. I, I hear what you're saying. I don't know if they're all... If it's the second and third, then whatever generation, and the original miners are now dead, or these, the adults that are the cannibalistic mutants... Because, uh, by the way, there's a few fucking cannibal freak... Well, no, I'm assuming they're cannibals, but there's a few freak kids, one of whom is actually a good kid, running around in the town. And it's controversial... I said to the big horse sitting across from me that, like, at the end of the day, if you survive this and you've killed all the real threats, you go back and knock them too because they're going to grow into freaks. But um, uh, big horse did say you just get the authorities in there; they'd probably detain them in some sort of facility. That's just probably fair enough. <laughs> but um, but yeah, look, I, I don't know. I, I guess they've been sort of mutated. However, point in case there is a particular mutant that uh, he gets blown up by the caravan and then impaled. He has got no recognizable mutations at all. He's just a cannibal. So. Oh, I'm pretty fucking confused, mate. I understand the kids. I understand there's been a bit of genetic um, problems happen or whatever. Another one is the bold lady that bangs him on the head and puts him in the limb freezer. This is Doug we're talking about. What happens to her? We don't see her again. That's a very good point. So she disappears. Yeah. So look, there's a few normal looking people. There's a few real freaks. I think they've just let their imagination run wild. The real point of the movie is <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of carnage for everyone out there. There's a lot of carnage. There's hands and feet getting fucking cut off, and people, you know, you see a lot of dead shit. You know, it's it's yeah, it's fucked. But um, they've definitely taken a license and run with it. And unsurprisingly, there's a hills have eyes too, which I'm assuming we're gonna do. Yeah, as we were, as the movie was uh, drawing to a close, I did have the the question: um, how do they actually get out of the desert? Like, assuming that they get away with everything they're getting away with. How do they get out of the desert? And they'll make a lot of sense once you watch the movie. Or sorry, if you don't watch it if you're under 18 or if you're scared of blood and guts yeah, or yeah. any of those things. Be warned. Uh, warning, warning. Um, and then at the end, uh, it pulls back into this sort of binocular, binoculars looking at them and some heavy breathing. And as you mentioned, we know there's a Hills Have Eyes too. We'll almost certainly do it on this podcast. Um, and I can only assume that uh, old Doug will just have to reload his shotgun and go again because I assume that's what Hills Have Eyes 2 is all about. Yep, or you can, that's what I'm assuming too, mate. Or basically we're led to believe that uh, no, no one does make it out of this fucking desert because there's a shitload more fucking mutants and we have to make another whole movie about it. I mean, 
yeah, there's a there's also an, a huge amount of plot holes and um, things in this movie. Like for instance, when Doug finds the car graveyard with a boat in it and stuff, and he's just like, "Oh, people have been dumping their cars here." Uh, like, oh yeah, uh, Doug's fairly thick. He's pretty thick. But mate, yeah. anyway, uh, drawing to a close at the end of this episode. It's a full on movie. It's probably the most full on movie we've done. So, what on your you know on your scale? How do you go for goriness of the best? Your best death, which I think we both agreed is a shotgun to the head, closely followed by me for fire burning at tree death. Uh, and then overall for the movie, uh, overall really strong um, because we see uh, cannibals eating the leg of a dog uh, in the heart of one of the victims. Uh, we see a rib, a rib cage pulled, <laughs> ripped open. You hear that? That's pretty heinous. Um, there's a bin full of body parts. So I reckon it's a it's a ten. It's it a, a ten. strong ten for yeah. the fucking blood and gore. There's a no lot worries. of blood. There's a lot of blood, like a, an unbelievable amount of blood actually. Uh, in terms of the the actual best, the death, the shotgun. Because it's it's first of all it's suicide, so there's it's that's always a bit sad. Um, but, I have no sympathy for that. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's also something le- like you know when it's when it's someone using a weapon on someone else and it's really creative, it carries for me a bit more weight. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't particularly creative. It was bloody gory and in graphic detail. But I reckon that probably comes in at about a, a seven and a half to eight. Maybe maybe a, a week eight if I had to if I had to be pushed. As you can tell, listeners, uh, scaling is extremely uh, <laughs> fluid. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I this was is our say, podcast. Uh, we'll say yeah, whatever we'll say we, we want. Whatever we want about it. Yeah, complain to you if I can write it. Yeah, please write it. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I would say to me it is an eight. It's it's just really well done. I mean, you've got to have some pretty cool special effects to make that look realistic. I mean. I don't, I don't ever want to witness it, but I'm pretty sure that's fucking pretty similar to what happens to a person when they blow their head off with a shotgun or, you know, get shot by that. I hope I never like, find out. I hope I never find out. But, um, yeah, look, I, I would say it's a 10 for the overall movie because it just packed it in there. Uh, eight for that one. Yeah. I mean, and, and we only talk about, we only scale our favorite one, so that's an eight. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Plenty of good jump scares and stuff in there as well. A lot of that. Uh, how many deaths do you reckon there were? Oh, this one. I love this question, but I always forget. Let me have a quick little head. Uh, so, what is there? Seven people, and then the guy. That's four survived. So that's three. Gas stations full. Uh, mutants. I, I'm gonna say, including so including everyone, like the guys right at the start. Yeah, as well. The numbers always fuck me up. Uh, Seventeen. Ooh. Thirteen. Is that it? Yeah. Ah, surprising. Yeah, surprisingly few. All right. Okay. It's thirteen humans and mutants. One yeah. budgerigar and one dog. <laughs> the pig survived, although I did mark it down originally, but somehow survived and still at the end. And then when beast survived oh, yeah, and the other budgerigar flew away. So it's uh, that's what we got to. 13, 13 humans slash mutants, one uh, got uh, one German shepherd and one budgerigar. He got his head bitten off. So yeah. Plenty of death. That's exactly yep. what you want in the movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's exactly right. That's why yeah, that's why we do this. Uh, that, was, um, that, was, uh, that was good times. Uh, so yeah, Hills of Ice. Don't watch it in if you don't like blood and if you're under 18 and other uh, disclaimers. Or you get scared. Yeah, yeah. And um, on that note, uh, once again, thanks for joining us on the Two Wild Horsemen podcast. If you like what we're doing here, you can follow us on Twitter at two. That's the number two, Wild Horsemen. Um, and please hit the subscribe button on your podcast service. Tell your family and friends. Leave a five-star rating or review wherever it is that you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to it right now. And if you have any movies you want us to watch, hit us up at twowildhorsemen at gmail.com. That's T-W-O, wildhorsemen at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next time.